All right, well, let's get into it. Great to have you here today. Great to have you watching online. We'll hopefully be back next Sunday. We've got elders meeting tomorrow night. We're going to discuss stuff. But look, we know it's going to be limited for a while and people will kind of self-select based on, you know, their risk profile and how they're feeling about things. But I think we will be back in person next Sunday and it'll be stripped back summer sessions. So, you know, Chris might even not wear shorts. <laughs> All right, well, who knows, who knows. Jenny Sue's watching. Hey, Jenny, good to see you. Alright, well I hope you've had a good week. Thank you for the kind notes we've received over the last two weeks. We did have COVID and um, we had a pretty mild, which was good. Um, yeah, but we, you know, we, we have family members who have had it really badly. So it just shows it can be such a mixed bag. Uh, Victoria said I had man COVID. <laughs> which I think she meant by that that it was mild, but I complained a lot. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, we have had a fair bit of time in isolation at home these holidays. Not ideal, my poor kids. I've promised them this week we're going to do some fun activities. Anyhow, I am done. I am out. I'm feeling great. Kind of. That's why I'm sitting down. <laughs> because I'm still a little bit fatigued. One of the things it gave me an opportunity to do was plenty of gardening. And uh, some of you who know me know that I'm a, um, I'm a bit of an obsessive gardener, particularly my lawn. Um, you won't find a weed in my lawn. And I love growing vegetables. Um, Victoria all found this quite baffling after years of living in apartments. All of a sudden we had a house. And she'd often find me spending five, six hours pottering about in the garden. Um, but the clue was in my last name. I'm a Giovanelli. We were born to market garden. So, <laughs> anyhow, Luca loves it too. Uh, he, he, he loves garden. And Luca Giovanelli. <laughs> if, the, if the kid's going to have a tomato farm in Warrenwood, who else is, you know? Um, one of the th favourite things that Luca and I love growing is corn. And it's very rewarding. You plant these, you know, they're reasonably big. What, you plant corn seeds, which is like what we're eating corn. And then 12 weeks later, on the day, you pick a corn cob. And, um, you know, very rarely do the corn cobs in our backyard get all the way to the kitchen. Luca just strips all the stuff off them and just eats them raw in the garden. He's a legend. But here's the thing, I'm always amazed in one sense how simple it is to grow plants from seed. Like you put a seed in the soil, some water, some good soil, some sunshine, and it produces a harvest, it produces a crop. And that's what I want to speak on today. Uh, it's this biblical principle of sowing and reaping. Sowing seeds in our lives for the right kind of things that we want to produce fruit of in our lives. Uh, you want corn, you plant a corn seed, right? You want good character, you want good relationships, you want good abilities, you've got to sow the right seeds. Amen? Anyone say amen in the comment thread? No one. All right. Now, we all sow seeds, don't we? We all sow seeds. Maybe uh, not corn or tomato or zucchinis. Uh, if you're a parent, I, I've no doubt you are sowing seeds into your children that you hope will grow and develop. You know, you're trying to sow into your children uh, character and nurturing the gifts that they have. 
Uh, you hope that what you sow into them will develop in order that they might become healthy kids and then teenagers and then adults and they'll have character and your kids will grow to have Christian faith and skills and they will contribute in positive ways into the world. Uh, we sow into all kinds of other things as well. Our education, hoping that it leads to good careers. We sow into relationships, time and concern and care, hoping that what you sow into friendship develops into community. And deep bonds all around you. So here's my question for this morning. What are you being intentional about sowing in 2022? Uh, maybe you need to think about the end result to answer that question. What, 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 what kind of life do you want to live? What do you want to be producing in your life? What kind of results and rewards do you want to see manifest and materialize in your life and around you? And then knowing what that looks like, maybe then you work back and you go, well, what seeds have I got to sow right now in order to reap those kind of results? You can't get corn by planting zucchini seeds, right? You can't get good relationships by sowing discord. Now, throughout scripture, sowing is used as a metaphor for one's actions and reaping for the result of such actions. You sow an action, you reap a result. You get the positive side of this in the scriptures, and you get the negative side. On the negative side throughout the Bible, Job 4.8, those who sow trouble reap it, right? Proverbs 22.8, whoever sows injustice reaps calamity. Hosea 8.7, they sow the wind and they reap the whirlwind. Now, none of that should be an earth-shattering revelation to you, right? We know this. Our bad actions, in one sense, always have a way of catching up with us with bad results. If you sow trouble, if you sow injustice in your life, my guess is that you rarely get away with it without the consequences. You know, I sometimes think about this quite a bit. You know, does, does a person who cheats on their spouse ever get to old age never having been caught out or never having had that relationship fall apart? You know, I, I just don't think it happens. You, you, you sow trouble, you reap the problems, the, 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 the consequences. Does the person who gossips and slanders uh, others ever really not have that catch up with them? Does the person who cheats or never pays their taxes or is corrupt really get away with it? I don't know. But you see, what the Bible states is that there are natural consequences to sowing trouble or injustice. You, I mean, how good is that verse? It's a cracker. You sow the wind, you reap the whirlwind. It suggests on the negative that even little seeds of trouble that we might plant in our lives can create a massive storm around us. So on the negative side of things, beware what seeds you are sowing. That, that's the warning of God's word to us. And can I just say, this is deadly serious for us to consider. The ability to shipwreck your life from poing sorely, poing sorely. I've got COVID, um, you know. I've got brain fog. From sowing poorly can have devastating consequences. You know, can I be a bit controversial here? Rock the boat a little bit? One of the great lies of the modern world is that self-expression and personal happiness 
are the highest ideals to which we should aspire to, that we should sow towards that. You know, there's a really great book out called The Making of the Modern Self. And it basically says that where we've gone wrong is this idea that the true self is the highest right. The expression of that is the highest right uh, above any other responsibility you may have to another person. Um, so much of the, the disgraceful secular advice that is given in marriage counselling, which just does my head in, basically goes along the line that you need to do what is right for your own personal happiness. You know, I understand that it can be complicated, but that is, that's the most shocking advice you could ever receive. Sacrifice maybe your children, your spouse, on the altar of self-fulfillment and supposed freedom. Right? You've got to look after yourself. Right? Just gratify, gratify whatever you think will make you happy. No regard for personal responsibility, for the vows you made, for fidelity, uh, maybe even mind-blowing concepts of self-control or some self-denial. Right? But that's what we're told to sow. But then, of course, there's the, the wonderful promises for those who sow well and righteously in their lives. Proverbs 11:18. The one who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. Come on. Hosea 10:12. Sow righteousness for yourself and reap the fruit of unfailing love. 2 Corinthians 9.6 Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So again, the principle is that if you, if you are intentional about sowing righteous actions, you will be rewarded with good results and unfailing love. You know, that's not, that's not like, it's not like a, a mathematical equation, but this is the general principle of how God has ordained life says it's the generous who give to the poor and the needs of others, who it says reap generously. If you're wondering why you don't have generosity around you, maybe it's because you never sow generously into the world. So yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a bit of you get what you give at work here. And then finally, this is, this is probably the great passage on sowing and reaping in the Bible, Galatians 6, 7 to 10. It's one I want to focus on most this morning. So Galatians 6, 7-10 says this, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So this cracking passage in Galatians, we get both the negative and the positive side of sowing and reaping. A person reaps, it says, what they sow. And the contrast is two types of life. Kata numa versus kata sarts. The Greek, kata according, numa spirit, sarts. Flesh. You can sow according to the Spirit, or you can sow in your life according to the flesh. 
One reaps destruction, one reaps eternal life. Uh, more accurately translated, it reaps the life of the age to come. So if you sow according to God's pleasing presence and will, you will reap the life of the kingdom of God, the life of the age to come, and the benefit of what God has intended for this world. So that's the two basic realities to which you can sow, the flesh or the spirit. You can sow to the flesh when you sow to sexual immorality or telling lies or gossiping or reverting to violence. The flesh is your carnal desires. It is giving into short-term pleasures over long-term faithfulness or goodness. It is sowing into the immediate gratification of whatever you want to do. But then Paul says, don't do that. Sow rather to please the Spirit. And what it looks like is sowing, according to Paul, good actions, good deeds, doing good. Particularly, it says, to the community of believers that you belong to. So, sowing to please the Spirit is not some abstract concept that we can't actually ever grasp. It's meant to be a very grounded principle. Sowing to please the Spirit looks like doing good actions towards the family of believers. So, sowing kindness towards the people you know at church is kind of what Paul is getting at. Sow peace, sow love, sow joy, sow faithfulness, right? Sow the fruits of the Spirit into people's lives around you and see how it pleases God and produces a great result. So back to the question I asked at the beginning, what seeds are you sowing in 2022 in order to produce great results for yourself and for those around you this year? All right, as we finish, can I suggest three quick things to sow into this year? Word of God, community and friendship, and righteousness. Firstly, the Word of God. Uh, this week, I had the pleasure of reading uh, most of the Word of God, <laughs> most of uh, the Gospel of Matthew, and most of the Gospel of Mark. And it was incredibly life-giving. Uh, the Word of God in the Psalms is called a light unto our feet. You're welcome to sit in the back row. You're welcome. Um, the idea being that the Word of God guides our steps. Getting into the Word of God, getting it into you, is like planting seeds of life that will guide you in the right direction. You are sowing God's good and pleasing will into your life that will reap a great reward. You see, the reality is that we're all at any given moment being shaped by all kinds of things. Seeds being planted into us from our culture that do not produce good things. You see, the reality is that we are being shaped by all kinds of things. Uh, seeds are constantly being planted in us from our culture that don't produce good things. The wisdom of the world constantly shaping us towards greed and unfaithfulness and divisiveness. But then the Word of God can be planted within us and then that reshapes our mind and our heart toward God's good and pleasing will for our lives. Uh, that's why I've been banging on about uh, doing, downloading the Alpha Course Bible in a Year app. 
you know, what a great way to start your day with a, a devotional by Nikki Gumbel and some of the scripture just getting sewn into your life. Now, I don't do it every day, but I'll often listen to it on the way to the swim or on the way to work, and it just gets the Word of God sewn into your life for that day. You know, I sometimes think that, that's the daily bread that we need. To be fed by God, to be sustained by God, to, to have faith and character built within us by having the seeds of the word planted in us daily. Someone once said, sow a thought, reap an action, sow an act, you reap a habit, sow a habit, you reap a character, sow a character and you reap a destiny. In other words, our destiny is tied directly to our thoughts. If you change a thought, you will change the future. So we need our thoughts shaped by the Word of God, not other more nefarious kind of influences. The best way to sow good thoughts is to be soaked in Scripture. All right, secondly, sow into friendship and community. If there's one thing we realize in this age of isolations and lockdowns, it's the importance of deep friendship and community. We need each other. So can I suggest, you can't be best friends with everyone at church, right? There's 500 of us. But you do need to be connected and sowing relational seeds into genuine connections. You know, the power of a local church is to be known and to know others deeply, to be loved and to love, to care and to be cared for. Amen? So let's ditch the lack of commitment this year. Uh, let's ditch the prioritizing of wrong things, nippers, and be deeply invested and sowing into friendship and local church. You know, I watch my wife do this very well. She sows into people's lives without expecting anything in return. She's just there for people. Don't be an island. Don't be a self-focused turd. Sow into other people. Listen to them. Like when you, when you hang out with someone, listen to them. Don't just talk the whole time. Care for people. Join a life group and actually turn up. And then the next week, turn up again. And then after that, turn up again. Maybe cancel some other stuff so that you are sown into life together. Just an idea. All right, finally, we see this principle through the Bible as always closely linked to sowing righteousness. This is about sowing good and pleasing actions into the world around you. This is about sowing ethical behavior. Sowing morally upright actions. Sowing good deeds. This looks like doing good deeds so unashamedly filled with righteousness that you are happy to walk in the light in every element of your life every day. You know, that, that's what righteousness is. It's right behavior that God desires of us. Galatians tells us that such people who are not weary in doing good will reap a harvest if they do not give up. Come on. So, if you give generously to the local church and the poor, will you not see a harvest? You know, one of the things with giving is it's not a thought, it's an action. 
It's not about good intentions to give. It's, it's actually giving. If you conduct your career with good character and hard work, will you not see a reward? Yes, it doesn't mean you'll be immediately rewarded. I mean, there's always challenges. There's always people who will cross you. I don't, but if you are consistent in having good character and hard work in your career, will that not eventually pay off? If you sow faithfully into your marriage and cut out distractions and immorality, will you not reap the benefits? I could go on and on and on, sowing and reaping. So 2022, what would it look like if you had sown the word of God deeply in your life? What would it look like if you'd sown deeply into community and friendship? What would it look like if you sow good deeds and righteousness? What will your life look like this time next year? The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Amen. Amen. Let's do one final song and let's uh, have some ministry before we close. Let me just pray. Heavenly Father, so many distractions, so many distractions. We want to start by just confessing our sin, just coming to you in repentance, where we've sown bad thoughts, bad actions. Father, forgive us. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we also want to pray that we will sow intentionally this year towards righteousness, towards generosity, towards good deeds. Lord, may your word be sown deeply in our hearts. May it transform our thought life and our minds and our hearts and our souls. love you, Lord. And we pray, Lord, but as a church, that we will produce an incredible harvest this year. We commit ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen.